0: Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. We are so thrilled, and I can't even tell you, uh, after, especially after watching this wonderful film called Daughters of the Dust of... Uh, we're joined today by the director of this film. It actually came out in uh first at Sundance and then in theaters. It's considered to be, by many, one of the finest American independent films ever made. And uh, it is truly a beautiful film and a wonderful sort of time capsule, if you will, a look into a culture that is uh, sadly... In many ways, gone for good, but uh, nonetheless, it's captured beautifully in this film by our guest today, the director, Julie Dash. Uh, the film is, again, called Daughters of the Dust. Julie, welcome to Film School.
1: Thank you, Mike. That was such a wonderful introduction. <laughs> oh, you're welcome.
0: Well, again, I think, as I confess to you off uh, off mic here, that I had not seen it until I saw it. Uh, I actually watched it last night, and it is... Such a beautiful film uh, to look at, and to just to kind of this was the kind of film I'd, I'll tell you how it impacted me. This is the kind of film that you let sort of wash over you. You kind of take it in, and and you go with it, and it and such a beautiful ride, if you will, to go along with this film. It just tell me a little bit about how all this came about. You know, sort of how the project came to you for Daughters of the Dust.
1: Okay, well, uh, the way you received it was absolutely right. You just let it wash over you, and you just think about your own family while you're watching it, tune back in and watch the beautiful visuals, and it's, it's very much of a universal story, but told in a totally non-Western way. Yeah. And when I say non-Western, it's because it, it, it's not told like once upon a time, like the tall tale that we're so used to. The, the structure is not linear. The structure is, is more of a told and vignette. Right. Um, uh, the way a story is recalled and recounted by perhaps the West African griot. So it's, it's very uh, structurally different from what you see every day on television or what you normally see at the movies. Um, how this began was, let's say, I'm, I've always loved foreign films. And I came up through the whole film school culture, let's say. My career began at the Studio Museum of Harlem in a cinematography workshop in the late 60s. I went to CCNY and majored in film production. After that, I relocated to Los Angeles and went to the American Film Institute. After I finished that conservatory experience, I went on to the MFA program in film at UCLA. Yeah. Uh so many, many years of studying films, musing over stories, and I said, well, I would love to do a story about my culture, about African Americans, specifically the Gullah Geechee culture, in a way that it has not been seen before. Right. In a way that is that's so deeply into the culture that it actually looks and feels like a foreign film. Yeah. And so that's how it all began.
0: Well, let, let's back up a little bit, because I don't think I did a very good job of actually explaining sort of the, con- the context of the story. Uh, if you want to do it, or I can, however you want it, please describe sort of, it's a, it's a supper, sort of, it, that's what the, sort of the centerpiece of yeah, the story? Yeah,
1: it's kind of a last supper by a family that's preparing to migrate north. So it's a migration story. It takes place It's in the Sea Islands of the South, and it's set in 1902, yeah. you know, at the turn of the century. Mm-hmm. And um, it's the start of the, the Great Migration, let's say. Mm-hmm. And it's about a family, uh, and we focus on the women of the family who are the carriers of traditions and belief. Yeah. The younger members of the family are eager to migrate north or, so, you know, jump into the new world of science and industry. The elder members, not so happy. <laughs> they want to remain behind. All right. Uh, and they want their family to remain behind, but by the end of the movie you see that they, they come to realize that there's always growth and change with every new generation, and they have to allow them to leave. But what the great great grandmother does is she kind of creates this little talisman for them to take north with them, so they always will remember, recall, and recollect their cultural legacy. Yeah,
0: and it, you're and I just again so many things to to celebrate in this film, uh, and one of them is the the strength of the characters, the the women, the female characters in this film. Uh, they're uh, they're just. They're the most they're more dynamic in in the in terms of telling the story they're more dynamic in in their sort of their interaction their honesty their communication it's much it's such a, a, a different now now the men in the film are quite good as well it's a different kind of dynamic um but they're definitely uh in sort of more in the background of the story. It's about the women. And yes. you're right, as you said, the carrying on of the it's rituals. About the women. The tradition. the women. Yes.
1: I think in all cultures the women are are the carriers of traditions and beliefs. We are the ones who do the scrapbooking. We are the yeah. ones who create the quilts with the memories embedded within the stories of the quilt patches. We are the ones who 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 hold on to old photographs and, and perhaps a piece of hair, a lock of hair. In a, in a tin can yeah. Uh, yeah. that we save and pass down throughout the, the younger generation. So, it, it to me, I'm, I'm always fascinated about the culture of women, and I, and I try to focus on on that in, in most of my films to show a, a different version of it, right. a different version, yeah.
0: Well, and, and I would just say uh, also, in addition to, uh, for people who, who are going to see this film, Daughters of the Dust, that there it's i like that you didn't compromise the the dialogue and the dialect is is uh, you have to get used to it you have to sort of you mm-hmm. after a while you kind of hear the cadence and you understand you know what's going on but you just have to kind of yeah. be be patient with yourself to know you're going to it's it's going to become more um, more Familiar As the film progresses, you're not losing anything in the storyline. You understand what's going on. But at the same time, the richness is in beginning to understand more and more of the, the specific dialogue that that's uh, that's being said, which is very cool. It's 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 kind of it's another part, a facet to the film. That that is what I really <laughs> appreciate. It, that you didn't like make this easy, quote unquote easy. I mean, you just you did what you needed to do to tell the story that's authentic to what these people were right. Living through.
1: And and I did it. I do this because you know, growing up in New York City and loving foreign films and loving to hear the rich voices of diverse voices. As an African American, I trained myself to understand. You know, like uh, Irish American voices, yeah. Chinese American voices, Spanish American voices, like you know but we when when there films depicting African Americans done by by I guess coming out of the Hollywood industry, everyone always has that same southern accent. Right. It's like everyone you know, falls back into the um Gone with the wind, uh, paradigm. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not our voices are are different. Our voices are varied, uh, uh, and the Gullah Geechee dialect is something totally different. And it's you know yeah. it's along the coastal uh, Atlantic. That's how people speak, and and I wanted to maintain the historical integrity of 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 that, those sounds
0: that are uh going away We're losing them you know yeah and, and um by the way people can can now watch the film it's now available as a DVD uh, also available on all the usual platforms right iTunes Amazon um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to forget mm-hmm. some, but uh, if people want to find out more, if they Google Daughters of the Dust, it'll take them probably to the Cohen Media website. And from there, they can uh, certainly dive into how to watch the film, either purchase the DVD or or to watch it on a, pla- a, a video platform. Um,
1: I- and Cohen Media has done a wonderful job of restoring um, uh, making a digital restoration of what was a, a 35 millimeter print and so yeah. that's so very exciting <laughs>
0: <laughs> well and and to that point uh, Arthur al Jaffa who's the cinematographer on this film it, I love films that you could literally freeze frame them and take in, in and turn it into a, you know wall art if you wanted to because there's so much mm-hmm. so many beautiful yeah. shots oh my god and and it just uh yeah. oh, just a spectacular,
1: and we shot without. Yeah. We shot everything was was natural light, no artificial yeah. light, no lamps, no. Just using reflectors, his cinematography is sumptuous, oh. and he did win um, best cinematography at Sundance in 1991.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and this extraordinary, film, work. And, and it just as as sort of a testament to the to the power of this film and to this and to the uh, the permanence if you will that's not the right word i'm looking for but the is that it was selected as part of the national film registry uh, in 2004 yeah. uh which what I mean, that must have felt like <laughs> a pretty remarkable moment for you as a filmmaker to be
1: It was. It was. It was so exciting. (laughs) I'm still excited by it. (laughs) Uh, You
0: should be. You should be. And I also do want to point out, because UCLA Film uh, and Television Archives have been doing an awful lot of great work over the years. They just did this one with the uh, Beckett uh, and uh, Buster Keaton film called Not Film. They do a lot of great work, and they were also a part of the the, the restoration of this.
1: Absolutely. they're great. Absolutely. They were the first to do the restoration, and then Cohen took it over from... From that point. So, yes, uh, uh, the UCLA Archives with uh, yeah. uh, Christopher Horak. Oh, my gosh. They've well, been it, doing risk work.
0: And and another thing, I mean, this is, you know, it's not a whole lot better. But we have Ava DuVernay and, and others now, uh, African-American women that are uh, getting... General film theatrical releases, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but you were among, if not the first, to get uh, an America to have directed a film that got that kind of America African American woman to get a theatrical re- release. And there's just a lot of great things that are not only the film and 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 the look of it and the story and all of it, but the the kind of the story around the story of the Daughters of the Dust. The Daughters of the Dust that is pretty remarkable stuff. Uh Julie, I, yeah, I it's, go, go ahead, please.
1: Oh, I was going to say it's a great opportunity to also take a look back at uh to towards those filmmakers who uh, female filmmakers who came before me who did not get uh, perhaps a, a wide general uh, release of their films like um okay. Jessie Maple and Kathleen Collins right. and Right. From Cuba, Sarah Gomez. And so I was influenced and informed by some very talented women yeah. uh, during my time. And now I could turn and look forward, and I see the work of Ava DuVernay, DuVernay D. Reed, yeah. uh Tina Marbury. All of these people are doing tremendous work.
0: Yeah, and also just... Obviously, not a woman, but I would throw Charles Burnett in there as someone who who uh, eventually got some respect and admiration for their tremendous work as well. Um, I also, I want to know uh, are you are you cashing the uh, Terrence Malick's, uh, uh, uh checks yet? Because this film <laughs> this film is so much. It reminds me an awful lot of Tree of Life. I. I I, when I'm watching this ah. thing, I couldn't help but think, Terrence, you <laughs> you may have borrowed some things from Julie's work here, because it sure, I don't yeah. know, if, anyone, <laughs> has anyone ever said no, that to No,
1: still you? a filmmaker I'd love to meet, Terrence Malick, I mean, uh, Badlands, even before Treehouse, <laughs> you know, like, yeah well coming I'm a- up seeing Badlands, it was like, oh, yes.
0: Oh I, no! Kidding? <laughs> oh, yes. uh, yeah, no. Badlands uh, is is terrific. Uh, uh, Tree of Life is terrific. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, the film! Oh my God, it's one of my favorite movies. And I'm just blanking out the the second. Film. I know
1: with the young girl narrating. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
0: Uh, anyway, yes, it's a that. But I. Oh, just we can want...
1: see it in our mind's eye. I can <laughs> see
0: it. <laughs> well, I, the 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 beauty of the internet. I'll figure it out. But the uh, but this is ju- again the 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 sort of. Ruminate the meditation that is a part of this film and this film experience is just it's uh, it's watch this film, people. It's daughters of the dust. It's again available for purchase, which I'm sure you would love. I would love for people to have this in their collection, but it's also available on iTunes and all and other platforms. What where are we going with daughters of the dust? Are you going to continue to kind of?
1: This came to me, Tarek
0: Malik, Days of Heaven. Days of Heaven. Thank you very much. Absolutely. The cinematography, and that is among the finest that uh, I've ever seen in my life. So uh, that is uh, Malik, is wonderful film director. And I'll throw all my entire weight of the film school media empire behind that uh, Connection, getting you you and him in the same room. How's that? How's that sound, Julie?
1: That would be terrific. <laughs> that would be terrific. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my day. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: so are you, you know, you continue to work in film? What are you doing now?
1: Well, yes, I am. I'm working on a film, a documentary film about smart May Smart Grover, you know who wrote a book in 1971 called Vibration Cooking, or the Travel Notes of the Geechee Girl. I've been working on that documentary for, like, the last two years. And I also teach. I teach at Howard University, and Fantastic. I teach at Morehouse College. Fantastic. Uh, okay. and, I, and I work on shorts in between. I have a new short film called Standing at the Scratch Line that's going to be at the African American Museum in Philadelphia um, from now until uh, mid-July.
0: Well, thank you. So much for being here. Thank you for this film. Thank, I'm, I, I, highly recommend this film to anyone who really loves film. It's beautiful to look at, it. and it's such a wonderful, uh, story about a time and a place. And um and these and it's, congratulations that it is finally getting uh, a a measure of due that it's uh, that it deserved in 1992 and certainly deserves <laughs> here today uh, uh, in 2017. It, it's just, uh, thank you so much for, for, for well, finding time. thank you, and I'm
1: very pleased. And thank you for having me on the
0: show. Very much. That's uh, Julie Dash, and the film is Daughters of the Dust. And you can go to coenmedia.net, and you can find out more about the film as well. Let's just go Google Daughters of the Dust. You'll find, you'll find stuff. Thank you, Julie, so much. Well, and all the best. Come back again. Okay, whatever it is you're working on. I'd love to talk to you some more about your work. Okay, would love to. Thank you, Julie. (laughs)
1: Would love to. Thank you. Take care. Bye.
0: Bye.